0: Good morning. Welcome everyone that is here. Hope you are blessed. I'm sure we can all guess what we're going to talk about today. Only seems fitting to have a special day where we Focus on our appreciation of you moms and uh, recognize the value of godly motherhood. At times it, uh, it seems ought to make a day out of it because the value that you bring to a home and to even to a church, should be recognized every day, but I think a day like today uh, I love it, and I appreciate it that we can do that. and I want to especially thank our DNA the girls. I don't see them here. maybe they're still busy. Hmm. but that was a that was very special. To to do that, to to serve the moms and to, and I can just see how you moms we appreciate it and what it did to you. And I really love that that we can do that. It's it's the beauty. It's the beauty of being a people and a church. It's the small things that we. That encourage and that build a people, I always say that young people are the flower of a church, and if young people go out of their way and, and look for ways to bless their parents and bless the church in this way, it just be, brings beauty and blossom to a church and i want I want to personally thank you young people who who did that and found the effort and the ambition. It took the time. I was thinking about it and I was trying to be careful to not make this day what I, the best word I can come up with is to make this day a day of atonement to our moms for not recognizing what they do throughout the year and every day you know we we can make all kinds of fuss and make it try to make it special today um but it does take a walk of humility and uh, an awareness and attentiveness to every single day appreciate it and we are humans we we take these things so easily for granted we're so used to a clean house and to a nice uh, dress garb and food at all times. We don't even think about it. We don't even have to wish for it and everything is provided what they provide for us. So, salary.com conducted a survey in 2010 that attempted to place a monetary value on the work of a stay-at-home mom. They determined that if mothers (coughs) were to be... To be paid for their 10 most common tasks. That's only the 10 most common tasks in the home. Laundry machine operator, janitor, van driver, computer operator, housekeeper, daycare center, teacher, cook, chief executive officer, psychologist, and facility manager. They would be paid $117,000 a year. (laughs) Imagine hiring all of that. The largest piece of the pie came from the overtime pay as a man's work work is from sun to sun, sun up to sun down, but a woman's work is never done. And I think we can all relate to that. Ben retired and there's still some working going on outside in the kitchen or there's cleaning going on or in the restroom or wherever that may be. Or... (laughs) God, God puts something special in you, moms, that, that it's not in us. And when you try hard, we some, some way somehow get close to it, and hopefully we're good support. So thank you to all you moms that have accepted this God-ordained rule of motherhood for your love and for your care. Because out of this picture, out of this structure comes the next generation. And out of your hard work, your devotion, exercising the God-given duty that God has put into your heart, that you exercise through your family, into the church, there will be a next generation. So and I know it takes <clears throat> it takes support. It takes men, men that are not lost in frivolous activities, but have their heart and mind set on things that matter in eternity to make it happen. I usually say, when a woman or a mom falls short, it's a lack of a man. When moms fail and even sisters fail in the church, it's because for lack of fathers and men. The biggest example in the scripture is a Jezebel. I usually say it takes Ahab to create a Jezebel. So men are not out of the equation. Men provide the security for a mom to faithfully exercise her duties at her God-given role in the home and in the church. <clears throat> So, let's start with a prayer, let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we come before you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has given us this day, who has given us the opportunity, Lord, to look into your precious word. And Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful today that you have put all these things in place, what we're celebrating today, our moms, our wives. And Lord, may may not this be a one-day ordeal, but Lord, help us, Lord, to see the preciousness of what you put in place and even as men to be there to uphold, to bless and to nourish by your word. And Lord, we thank you that you have given this structure to the church for the edifying of your church, for the building of your body, Lord, so that you may be glorified, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can have this time here. And we pray, Lord, that we will be encouraged, edified, that our hearts may be encouraged of, Lord, what you can do through your people. So we ask you, Lord, to bless this time. We pray, Lord, that your presence through the Holy Spirit may fill this room, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this last year, the landscape has uh, somewhat changed in, our, in the particular area of our mom in the church. And we are grateful and we're thankful that the Lord is faithful, that the Lord provides. I think we, we can all experience and we've all seen the important role a mom plays in the home. And it affects the church, it affects people around. And I want to encourage you moms, never take your role for granted or look at it in a light manner. You have incredible influence around on your husband, on your children, in everything there's a there's a touch of you. Men do the roughneck stuff they they build, we build, we construct, we try to progress, we try to do things, but without a godly one by our side, we're clumsy, we miss, we fall we we miss the important things of life. We miss the precious things in life. Never take your role for granted. When we, see, when we miss the smaller things in the church, you're there to remind. So, God is faithful in providing that which we need. And when there was a lack, he came along and he filled that very need. And we're so grateful and precious. It's so precious. Every person in the Lord is a special person. We all, we all have our own unique gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Our natures to maturity in us. Nourishes to maturity in us. And... In a, in a woman, a lot of times, I, I, I thought and meditate on that next statement. I'm going to say, I'm not, uh, I'm going to say most of the time here. Is when she accepts, a woman seems to me brings completeness when she accepts her role, when the Lord leads her into marriage and takes the role of motherhood. And if you think about it, she was created. God saw that there was a void. He said it's not good for a man to be alone. And he created someone compatible to walk by him, to help him. Now, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but it does seem more right that it completes a woman if she can Be with a man and if they can make a team and they can be a godly couple. And the Lord said, it is not good that a man should be alone. In Genesis 2.18. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And just this statement puts a a seal in a statement there. On what we have seen so many times in the completion of a marriage. At this very union, right then and there, when a man says yes and a woman says yes in her husband and wife, a man's rule role changes and increases drastically and so much more the woman's rule. Um, it, it always seems to me that a, that a woman's rule and she, when she enters into motherhood, there, there's a whole ministry that is going on. He has a man brings structure and, you know, guidelines. But a woman is there ministering these principles, teaching them, and nurturing the children. And it's huge. And with that, God ordained it so. When we talk about a mother's heart... This heart is God-ordained to do this very thing. Nothing is compares to a mother's heart. Nothing in this world. Especially when it comes to her children. There, there's a care. There's a, there's a prudence. It just looks out for that eternal soul in her children. And nothing will replace that. So, when we enter into marriage, our roles change. And a lot of times, most of the time, especially as men, we enter into a marriage and there's a lot of immaturity. Well, if we faithfully walk into that marriage, it will be taken care of pretty soon. Maturity will be forced upon us. And if we don't, the consequences will be felt and seen for generations to come. But we will focus on our mothers today, on a woman today. We could have a few servants on the fathers. And so there's one chapter in the Bible, which we're familiar with, where we can go for inspiration, encouragement on every Mother's Day. I tried to find something else, but I had to come back to Proverbs 31. But being encouraged, I don't think there's one for fathers. And if you look at the nature of the, the chapter, it, it gives a description of what a godly and a virtuous woman is. Why is there none for us men? There are teachings all over the Bible, but there's nothing like descriptive as this chapter is to a virtuous woman. So Proverbs 31, I encourage you to grab your Bible, read along. Because it's going to be the heart of what we're going to be speaking here. Proverbs 31, chap- uh, verse 10. Chapter 31, verse I'm going to start at verse 10. And I'm using New King James Version. Verse 10. <clears throat> Who can find a virtuous wife? Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good. There should be a period here. (laughs) She does him good and not evil. All the days of her life. So he is talking to men here that have searched. Actually searched and looked for a godly wife. A virtuous wife. And as it says in Proverbs 18.22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord obtain obtains favor from the Lord. So if we are in a godly marriage, that is not something we take lightly. It's not something that we play around with. We know how God honors a covenant. It's a favor from the Lord. And I I believe there's many virtuous Wives or women to, to be held for men that is looking. It's just men again going and doing it Reading on from verse 13 she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands She is like the merchants ships. She brings her food from afar She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her limb does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. That is a uh, to make a um, string out of wool or stuff like that. And uh, we're familiar with all these verses, as we will find that a mom is continuously busy from preparing food to with clothing to providing for her household. A mom is continuously busy. Now, the machines and the mechanisms have changed. And the way we do things. But you will find that there's extreme similarities from these verses to our moms. And it's not to make herself rich for the comfort of her family. But but for the comfort of her family, her husband and her children. Verse 20. She extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet, made of the best. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supply sages for the merchants. Sages would be the fancy girdled around their waist here. So it's obvious here the author is describing her, the virtuous woman, as someone that does everything from helping to the poor to, the, to supplying the merchants with supplies. He's She's... She's capable of everything, which interprets to giving herself for the poor end for her household. I imagine it mentions this. Merchants for also providing for her own household and caring for her household. Strength and honor, verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. I think we can all amen to that. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. This is a well-rounded job description, and it's a great scripture to check in on now and then moments to encourage maybe life does seem a little overwhelming at times this is a good chapter to be encouraged but I think we can all agree that when we look at our wife when we look at our moms we will find her pattern shine forward throughout these verses which we should never take for granted So, like in every area of our walk, there has to be a long-term vision of what our goal is. And maybe a lot of times, you moms, you wonder, what, what am I working towards? What is the goal? And I think that is one of the easiest goals to figure out. The plan that God has on our mother is full of dreams, vision, expectations, interceding, and so many more. And of course the end goal is having the hope and the, the reality of having and seeing that her children walk in truth. In the end, every mom desires for her children to be saved, present and future tense. And to be partakers of eternal life. I, I believe that is on every mom's heart. Especially if they themselves are partakers of eternal life. So I want to take a few minutes. And I want to encourage you moms today in your role. First as fulfilling your motherly duties. And also encourage your roles in the church. I think both of these roles are a little bit under, undermined or maybe not quite enough appreciated. The first one, as a mother, we, we, we simply take for granted. We think it's there. And yes, good, you're doing your duty. And uh, we take it so for granted. And many a times, we've, maybe we find even ourselves complaining. Like I said at the beginning, if something is not just so-so, Oh, why isn't this done, or why why don't we have this in order? And also your role in the church, in the body of Christ, being expressed in the local body, is the role that that a that a mom plays. Her her homely duty has a ripple effect in the church, and in the church is taking the role of nurturing again, prayer, interceding. Caring. What was displayed today is a representation of what you moms are doing, and we can easily take that for granted. That thing, just seeing what what the girls represented there, was so special, and it reminded me so much of what you moms do every day. And we we, we a lot of times we look past these simple. I, in a way, simple as in, not, not complicated, down-to-earth blessings. And we look for these spiritual sparks that is only a pie in the sky. And we miss this down-to-earth work that so many of you sisters are doing. And I want to again thank you for it. Most statistics out there on parental effectiveness in the home, like single parenting and stuff, is based around the father. Yes, a father ha- a father has an extremely important role to play in a child's life. And again, we'll not go into it and because there's a lot to talk on that subject. But the reason that is is because most instances most of the time when it comes to single parenting, it's the mom that is usually with the child. And this is why you have these these Huge statistics, even in prisons, of people in prison that were without a dad, is because the dad was absent. But And again, we, we see a mother's heart that just stays with a child. And of course, we see it. There's a times we see a coldness in a mom that, I don't know, maybe they're demon possessed or something, that just rejects a child. But in general... It is a mom that has the heart to be the mother's heart that draws to the child. God gives a mom a loving and a caring heart that many times will not be understood by men. We as men have to be sensitive to that caring heart so that we may provide strength and stability to our wives so that we can effectively be that which God had meant her to be. Again, we are the providers. And we do not only provide so that we can have food or um, economic stability. We provide the security, the the, the affirmation, the the stability in in a woman's, in our wife's life. So that she can freely exercise her motherly gifts to her family and to the church. And... I believe if that is in place, like I said earlier, there's nothing that can compare to that heart. In fact, it's so, it is so much so, the amazing thing is that we can read in Scripture where God uses a mother to compare his love toward his people. Now, when something is used to make comparison to God, we know there's a lot to talk about. It's like when you try to compare something to eternity. God is vast. God, everything about God is vast and beyond our comprehension. Eternity is beyond our comprehension. We know all the comparisons on eternity. The bird and the stone as big as the world. And a bird comes and sharpens its beak. Once in a thousand years, the stone will eventually be done. But eternity will not be done. That's, That's a picture of who God is. And yet God used a woman to compare his love towards his people. I'm going to give you two examples. Isaiah 49:15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? He said, surely they may forget, they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Now, as I said, once God uses something to compare himself, we know there's a there is a serious heart that there's something there that is tangible, that is really of substance that he can compare himself to it. In Isaiah 66, 13, he also says, As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. I... We know, I think all of us, at one time or another, have experienced what it means to have a mother not there for comfort. And again, that is a heart that that we don't want to be without. So what are more things, what are more uh, ways that a mother provides for a home? It might seem like an obvious question again, but so many times, like I said, her role is taken for granted. For example, <clears throat> when we as husbands fail to affirm and acknowledge what they do, we take them for granted. We, we do not realize, we do not see what they do to our home. Remember, God has given us a wife as a help as a, to, to work besides we, in all reality, are the ones that are in charge, that should make it happen, that should care for, that should make a safe environment. But we never fail to affirm and acknowledge and express our love verbally and in action. We take them for granted. When children are backbiters and disobedient, they fail to see the privilege they have to be in a family, and to have a mother that loves them like no one else. And they fail to see that they have the privilege to live under that umbrella that gives them a safe and secure life. (laughs) When children are disobedient, they are ungrateful to have the comfort and security of their mother. When teenagers or young people fail to serve their mother, Now, I will take time to serve my mom or my parents, but my mom. If I fail to serve, I go out of my way. They fail to see and recognize the countless hours their mom has sacrificed for their good. And that she still loves them and prays for them continually. And we understand teenagers are in a transition mode into adult. And there's a lot of struggles but of course, we should not accept that they're going wild. And, but I think if most teenagers here, and even young people, realize how many hours of the day a mom's heart is on their children, especially teenagers when they're starting to observe life, what to accept and not what to accept, how to move forward in life, they would just stop in their tracks. And, and realize what their mom is doing for them. And I think, again, it's, it's safe to say that a, mom, that a mom's heart would be more on her children than even the dad would be, just the nature of how God designed it. When teenagers fail to adhere to the advice of a mother, they have failed to appreciate the hours of prayer and experience she has provided for them. So, there is so much load on our mothers. uh, that We have to take a day like today and to comprehend them. God has given us men to provide for the homes, to take care of temporal necessities. He has designed that a man is the authority in the home and brings order and stability. Whereas we men take responsibility for the home, lead out in Christian principles, prayer, devotion, structure, the woman is the heart of the matter. And she brings the warmness, the, get- the, the togetherness, the 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 peace the warmth is what a wife does in the home while men get lost in their ambition still many distractions and even facts a woman stays in the heart we may drift in our ideas in our thoughts a woman stays in the heart of the matter just listen to their conversations you know these Sunday afternoon conversations. Put one year where the women are, dis- are dis- <laughs> having discussions and listen to the men. Women's discussions always revolve around what's going on at home. And you know what else? Men, who knows? From trucks to pigs to land to spiritual discussions too. I'm just trying to give the nature of men. A woman's heart will stay at the heart of the matter. So in our distraction, distraction, we need to be reminded of the responsibility which lies in our moms. Not only to realize the magnitude of it, but realizing as a husband that if I'm not doing my part, I'm destroying another person's ministry or to effectively administer her ministry my wife's ministry. A man who was absent in the home abolished the authority of God's authority and God's order in the home. And what I mean here by absent, I want to point that out. I mean physically being there, but not with the heart. Physically being there, but not being a security or a comfort or a structure. Like just... Physically being there, but not having the heart of the home. There's men who are absent spiritually and by heart, but physically there do a lot of damage. We have to be very, very careful that we're not just feeling a physical presence in our homes. I think it is the most destructive thing that a man can do in the home. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 2 to 3. And now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I have delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. It's up to the man to provide this order in the family. Not up to the woman, just up to the man. It takes a man to keep, to create this order and to keep this order. And anytime this order is reversed, anytime we mess with this order, we are dealing with rebellion, with um, God's, messing up God's order, which can always, which just brings destruction. Remember covenant with God is agreeing with his order, with his laws, with the way he wants us to be. Sinning is going against it. And this is why you'll see mom serving and taking care of children, making impacts on life that will last forever. So God has placed that burden inside of you, sisters, and godly women will find it very hard to deny it. A godly man will keep everything in perspective. He provides security, ministers to the wife. He provides a place for a woman to exercise these gifts. To the world, you are a mother, but to your family, you are the world. Another saying, any mother could perform the jobs of several air traffic controllers with ease. So another area, and that's going to be brief. I want to encourage you sisters in the church. And I like I said, I believe the same attributes that make you a loving mom will make you a strong sister in the church. There is an amazing balance that that a mother has in Christ, balancing her responsibility between her family and the church. While a, woman, while a mom takes care of her household, her children there is also an amazing ability there to serve God's people. Just as you bring care to the home and provide comfort, so you can do to the body of Christ. It's through prayer, through simple caring for those around you with that very heart that God has given you. And I wanna, I wanna guarantee you one thing. The same Holy Spirit that God has put into our hearts, this same Holy Spirit will encourage you to serve your brothers and sisters in the church. And when He knocks on your heart, when He, when He talks into your heart to do these things, be obedient. These are the deep things in the Lord. It's not some deep revelation that'll never come. Jesus was just who he was when he walked here in this earth. He knew he, he the main thing about him was truth. And with that truth, he lived it out. And the deep things of Jesus were that it was the life that he lived and how he stayed true to it. And as I said, there was a great demonstration here with the girls. While it is meant to say thank you, it's a great demonstration of your life. It's a good reflection of what your life consists of, continually serving those around you. And like in everything in our Christian walk, we can react to every situation in life according to our nature or by the Spirit of God. And moms, you will realize that if you are sensitive to God through the Spirit, you will find that God can use you in marvelous ways that will nature and build His body. Always be alert and sensitive how you can bless and nourish the family of God. Because there is, I believe, there is certain. Fruits and certain things that, that sisters will bring to the church and men will never do. And that's just the way God designed it. You take sisters out of a church, what do you got? We can have a long discussion here. But there's so much beauty that God can put into a church through sisters, through all the things that, that you do. And the way you express yourself, even though sometimes it gets a little loud, it's part of your nature too. But when you will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will quiet it down and and produce more love. But I believe you can nurture in a way and love in a way that men cannot do. And I want, to, I want to encourage you in that. Don't get lost in the way things should look, the way things need to be said, the way food should taste, what ingredients we put in. Fill your role. In eternity, it is way more important than what kind of meal we'll be eating here. God uses you. And He's given you the ability A God-inspiration can be found in Acts 9. There are many more, but, I, but in chapter 9 of Acts, we have the scene where a woman by the name of Dorcas died, and Peter came to help her, thinking that she was sick. But when he got there, all the widow stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with him. The woman served served her neighbors, her church, and made a tremendous impact in the people around her. Now, again, we take the story for granted. We've heard it. It was used in kindergarten. It was a nice story. But let's look at it in real life. Doric is one of us. She's busy. She has things to do. She has a cook week. She has a dishwash week. She has all that. What else does she do? She takes some time out of her busy schedule and helps those who are in need. And she could have probably excused each situation of as, ah, she'll get one tunic somewhere, somehow, or something like that. But she touched lives. She convinced people of the love of Jesus through her life. The, the passion that we are able to show forth with our life through the Lord Jesus Christ, through practical ways, will minister hundred times more than trying to shove words down people's throats. What a wonderful life Dorcas must have lived for people to mourn her passing so much. So she stretched out her hand to the needy and lived a virtuous life, so much so that her death was a great loss to her hometown. So, moms, I know you're busy and you are the most relied. People here in this place, in this church. I hope this message, even this last short story about Dorcas, just encourages you. Whom you strive to be, whom God has ordained you to be. And so uh, a short story, I think I've told it before, about this young boy. You we all know the story. Young boys all of a sudden thinking they need money. They see a bike somewhere, they see candy somewhere, they know—they see a camera somewhere. All of a sudden, they go check out their income and their piggy bank is empty. So, this one boy comes to his mom, says, Here's a bill for you. And on that bill is maybe $5 for grass cutting. Oh, I cleaned my room, that's another dollar. I ran some errands for you. Another dollar. I babysit. Mm, Twenty-five cents. I took out the garbage. Another dollar. Go to report card. Three seventy-five, and so on and so on. And a few more things, and eventually it was about fifteen bucks. Give the paper to his mom. When can you pay? I need money. And her mom was working, his mom was working in the kitchen, a little sweaty, hands dirty, cleaned her apron. asked for a pen, took a piece of paper, and she um, and she said, "I'm going to give you a bill." And she wrote down the first line For now nine months I carried you while you were growing inside me. No charge. For all the nights that I sat up with you, doctor doctored and prayed for you. No charge. For all the trying times and all the tears that you've caused through the years. No charge. For all the nights that were filled with dread and for worries I knew were ahead, no charge. For the toys, food, clothes, and even wiping your nose, no charge. Son, when you add it up, the cost of my love is no charge. When the boy finished reading what his mother had written, he had forgotten about money and his eyes were filled with tears. And he looked straight at his mom and he said, Mom, I sure do love you. And he took the pen and wrote on his invoice, his bill, paid in full. So may we also realize the value in each other, especially our moms, and be thankful of the Lord's grace in our life. Amen.